0: Today on our show, E3 Predictions. And also our thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales.
1: Welcome to the BitGeek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis. And with me, as always, is my co-host... Nick Wright. And today we're going to talk about the E3 predictions coming up, or E3, my E3 predictions, or E3 predictions, what we think is going to happen on the E3. Yeah. Uh, also,
0: our... Kind not, of a wish list, what we would like to see, maybe.
1: Yeah, like, we're, we're not expert, experts or prognosticators or Because I
0: know the things that I kind of wish I know just aren't going to happen.
1: Yeah, the... I'd like to lay out some things that you know like I wish would happen would be cool to happen, but probably not gonna mm-hmm. happen because we know how e three works by now. You, there there's usually things get leaked, and you know if if you read a lot of news like I do, you kind of get a feel for you know what's gonna happen. Things get leaked. There really aren't that many surprises when it comes to e three. so as as of the recording of this show and the e three is about to happen, which is for those of you who don't know, e three is like Christmas for video gamers. Mm-hmm that's when all of the, uh, the developers, publishers get together and they spend a whole lot of money uh, to show off their games that are going to be coming out for this year and also you know, years, down, you know, years to come, the, the games that people get really excited for. So what we want to talk about today uh, as part of our show is, uh, are, the, are the five things that I believe we'll see for E3. Um, pretty much, not guaranteed things, but things that I'm pretty sure we're going to see and things that I'm excited for. Um, And to get things started, uh, one thing that I think we're going to see is a lot more support for the uh, Sony PSVR, which was uh, really kind of a big deal. PSVR and VR in general is kind of the new generation. Yeah, and I was even just
0: thinking recently because it was like, you know, a huge thing. Like it came out and it was a big deal. And then it just kind of, you, you don't really hear anything anymore. Just kind of, yeah, it's kind of tailed off. Like maybe like a new game will come out, like Tekken 7 just came out, and I was looking up stuff on it, and I noticed that there's some kind of feature, I don't really know exactly what it does, but it uses the PSVR somehow. And that's what really got me kind of reminded and thinking about it, that, oh yeah, that's still a thing, and you know, it, where where's all the, the push for that?
1: Yeah, it seemed like um, Sony made a big deal uh, in the fall. Uh, They had the big release of the... uh, I think it was in October. In fact, it was right around my birthday. Yeah. Because I was all excited about it. had it all set up. You came by. We played, you know, whatever game came along with it. And in Batman, maybe? Yeah, there was Batman VR. Batman Arkham VR.
0: And there was the... The special mission for the Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, Front. that came a
1: little later. Uh, some things started coming out for it uh, here and there, but uh, the big titles, uh, games like Rigs and uh, did you, Battlezone. Did you ever play
0: Resident Evil 7? Because it seems like that was really... I played the
1: demo, and
0: it really kind of like
1: scared the crap out of me a little bit. Just it seems the demo. like
0: it was made for VR.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's the first big AAA game that people are really excited about because instead of it just being an experience, which a lot of the initial uh, games that came out for PSVR, they were more experiences like you're in a shark cage or, uh, you know, you're, you're shooting a gun in a high speed chase. So this is very fragmented, uh, not full game experiences in Resident Evil. Even though the game's not just for VR, it's, it's a totally playable game, uh, but you had the ability to play the entire game in PSVR. Which I is-
0: really feel like they structured that game, like designed it around, like, you know, we're going to make it available for everything else also, but I feel like they really structured it for the VR
1: yeah, well, it's also totally in first person too, right? Like, is that the yeah. first Resident Evil game where mm-hmm. you can play the entire game in first person perspective? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's really what VR is all about—is first person. someday I need to play that game. <laughs> it, everyone says it's a really great game. Yeah, they um, do. But the funny thing about VR is, uh, it it's it's so good for the horror uh, like platform, the horror genre. Well,
0: because it really immerses you.
1: It really immerses you in. It it's V the V R is, is really interesting because some of the games have more of a the, the graphics aren't, you know, to standard of, you know, like your Triple A games that you see now. They're a little scaled back. But even though if you're looking at polygon graphics, like your mind is tricked, you're still seeing that object and you're you're in that space. Yeah,
0: like it's actually there.
1: So yeah, so when you kick it up to like somewhat believable graphics, like you see in Resident Evil and then you're in this, you know, dark house the scary house and there's like stuff right in front of you i mean it's it's unbelievable until you really if you've never had if you've never experienced vr uh it's, it's just you can't really describe it you just have to put it on and try it out and i'm, I'm really into vr and i did the the star wars game which is really cool i know you hey, I, tried, that. I played that that was fun it's really impressive uh just about 15 20 minute experience but but to answer your question, no, I haven't. I haven't played the Resident Evil game. I'm kind of a chicken. <laughs> like I want I'm gonna play it. And in fact, we have a. a uh, the the very that, first.
0: If I was completely honest, I think probably I would be more chicken if I had the PlayStation VR and was gonna play it on there. Whereas I don't, and I'm just like I need to play it on you know Xbox One or whatever. And it's just because I haven't yet because I've played other things and I'd like to, but. I'd probably be chicken on the VR also.
1: The ironic thing is is I really enjoy horror movies. I like scary movies. Most things don't scare me. Uh but I think it's just because I'm I'm used to the beats. I know what to expect. The jump scares don't bother me. Uh you can always kind of close your eyes if you're watching a movie or kind of like focus on something else. But when you're in VR, you're in it, you can't really you can close your eyes, I guess, but it's it's a completely different experience. They they really nail it. And uh, I will be playing Resident Evil. Maybe I'll, we'll do a Let's Play on that, where I can I can get myself in that world, and you can laugh at me. <laughs> People can <laughs> laugh at me how chicken I'm acting. Uh, but I did do the demo, which is just a few short minutes. You just kind of get an idea of, like, you, you walk around the house. You probably played the same I played, demo. I played the demo. It's yeah, so not,
0: I, not VR, but I played the demo.
1: Yeah, I got to the point where you get to the door, and you open the door, and the guy's like, ah, you like, kind of predictably scares you and even though i know that's coming like i feel it i'm, I'm still mm-hmm. kind of freaked out so having to play that whole game in, in vr i'm not ready for it or uh, i just don't want to play it by myself man i know that sounds awful but uh we're, we're going to be doing a uh, let's play very soon uh, so look on our channel for uh the farpoint which is a uh, new game that just came out which a lot of people are really excited for in the uh, playstation vr community it's a first person shooter which um you know, it's it's kind of the first of its kind. Like there are little mini games that you can do where you can shoot here and there.
0: Yeah, I really know nothing of this game. Yeah, so Never that
1: seen. I I uh, I've only seen some short videos on it, uh, and so I'm looking forward to trying that out. And uh, I, th- it's this way of games that I think people are really anxious to see how they how they turn out. Will they make you motion sick? Uh, that's another thing. Really, we haven't touched. No, I mean I,
0: on Star Wars, I kind of did a little bit. Not not a lot where, you know, I felt like I had to take it off or whatever, but a, a little bit.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, there's a couple of racing games that uh, I've played where uh, it's it's really cool. But, uh, you know, I'll play it for a few minutes and I'll feel myself getting kind of hot, a little queasy. And, I'll uh, and you know, there was
0: that one demo disc and there was, I think, some kind of like game where it was like on rails, like a roller coaster. Or I forget oh, Rush what blood it was. I, I think is what it was. And as soon as it started, I just said, nope.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, and the other thing, the the odd the thing that developers are going to have to work out is the, the locomotion of the game, walking around. Like they they one thing that the uh, developers seem to have done to try and correct motion sickness is they'll kind of teleport you around the map. Uh, but Resident Evil doesn't do that. Like you're actually moving around. And in this Farpoint point game, the first person shooter I'm talking about, you're actually moving around on your own. Mm-hmm. So I, I may not be able to play it for long before I get queasy and sick and have to stop. Uh, but I I think one thing that we're going to see at E3 this year is you're going to see Sony's continued uh, support of the uh, product. uh, People are fearful. Um, They've sold just about a million units, which I think is around what Sony was hoping to do, which if you think about how many PlayStation 4s are out there in the wild, there's something like 40 million, if I'm not mistaken. I really don't know. Yeah, 40 to 1 attach rate's not that impressive. Uh, But it is kind of a specialty uh, item. It's not cheap. Um, it costs probably more than the PlayStation Four itself,
0: but it's the cheapest version. You know, of, as far as the
1: like, uh, what
0: are the other ones? The yeah,
1: the, if you want to get in on the the VR experience, it is the cheapest. You have the the uh, HTC Vive, yeah. which I believe you played.
0: I, what were the other options? Oculus I'm trying to remember Rift, now. yeah, it wasn't the Oculus Rift. I think it was the Vive that I played. Yeah, the
1: Vive is the one where you said like I believe you were on a castle wall or something and you had the oh, like they, arrows. They, there was a couple like archery games worked.
0: that Yeah, they were great. I yeah. loved them. Yeah.
1: So it it's it's a really neat thing. Uh, it's it's not like VR back in the you know 90s and early 2000s when they were really trying to push VR. It was that that was much more of a gimmick. It's not really a gimmick anymore. But uh, now now just comes the time where people like myself who've invested in the psvr people who invested in the oculus rift we're we're beta testing a lot of these ideas what works what doesn't work and now i think in year two of uh, the playstation vr you're gonna see some new games come out like you're gonna see some more triple a experiences like resident evil i think um you know i i know that they're looking to port some successful vibe games their first person shooters uh over to psvr which you know, now that they have the uh, AIM controller, which is what I'm going to use for that far point, it kind of opens up things a little bit more. One one nice thing about the Vive, and I guess the um, Oculus Rift as well, is the peripherals, the controllers are a lot nicer.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, really, with PlayStation, you're using old technology. You're using the uh, little uh, controllers with the balls on them. It's really like it, five-year-old technology.
0: It really felt like, you know, because you're holding two controllers. And some some games, you know, you would pick up a gun or whatever, and you could like look at it, and it, it it felt like you're holding that thing because you are holding something in real life. Yeah. And so it 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 was neat. It, was it really plays neat. tricks on your
1: minds, like you. So now now that I'm actually going to be physically holding with two hands like a weapon, uh, I think it's going to further immerse myself, and I'm I'm really excited to try that. Um, so I think we're going to see some continued support of PlayStation VR. I don't think that's going to be something that's going to die in its second year. I think it's going to be... Mm. I think they're going to keep moving along. Um, I think we're going to see a, a port of Smash Brothers on the Switch.
0: Yeah, most likely. I, think, yeah. I don't
1: think that... They, that uh, I'm not going to set the world on fire with that prediction, but uh, <laughs> with the success of you know, Mario, Mario Kart, and
0: Deluxe, Kart 8 Deluxe... And yeah, I'm sure they'll they're just going to keep porting follow in those, suit.
1: Yeah, they're just going to keep porting in those Wii U games, and uh, people are going to buy them because... Nintendo fans are gonna buy anything with Nintendo in the title. Uh, you got the added benefit of being a completely total multiple game. I mean,
0: you know, it's a great game. Oh, yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah,
1: so we're gonna see that you'll you'll probably get a handful of new characters, I bet. Uh, maybe some of the levels that were exclusive to 3ds that you didn't get in the wii u version oh
0: yeah i actually forgot that there were different levels yeah yeah,
1: yeah i think in the deluxe version you'll probably get uh those all the levels into one package um so i, I do believe you're going to see that uh the switch is going to have another another port on its hand probably another big big hit on their hands uh, i think the switch will also uh get the uh, virtual console news out of the way yeah
0: been waiting on that. Everybody's know, you know, to know it's coming.
1: Yeah, you know it's coming. It's it's uh there's been a Nintendo virtual console every for every system since the Wii. Um a little bit a little bit later this time around. I I don't know if it has anything to do with Nintendo. But there'll be a
0: paid service though.
1: Yeah, there's a paid service which we know a little bit more about. Uh $20 for the entire year or
0: it was like 3.99 or something.
1: Well, you can pay for a month or three months it's kind of like the PlayStation Plus model mm-hmm. where you can do it per month or you can do it for a whole year and I believe for the whole entire year it's only like nineteen ninety nine.
2: Yeah. Uh
1: 99 so you'll get that and uh, they also uh, have released some information as to as far as like games that you can get with the service because uh, of course with Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus you get uh, a handful of free games every
0: and month hopefully there'll be uh GameCube games,
1: yeah. Hopefully there'll be some GameCube games. That was the rumor. Uh, I know that Eurogamer had a uh, had a story come out a few months ago uh, saying that there would be GameCube games. Of course, uh, the the sleuths out there, people who are you know are smart about the technical side of like what why a game could play or not play well on a game system like the Switches. Uh, well, there there's no analog controller. the The buttons are not analog. They're digital. And the GameCube controllers had the analog buttons.
0: Yeah, especially those triggers. The, the triggers very,
1: were analog, and you know, or you, or if you're playing a game where you're you're squeezing in that sensitive and motion. And there's the,
0: the C stick, which, well, I guess I mean you do have a a right analog stick. Yeah, you got can, a left and a right analog stick. That could do the C stick, but
1: I think they'll find a way to, to, to work around it. I,
0: it can happen; it just may not be perfect.
1: Maybe we'll see some Wii ports. Perhaps yeah. uh, it's not impossible to think that we could get some uh, Wii games in a virtual console, guess, although probably not.
0: Yeah. They could, I, I imagine that you could just, you know, take the two controllers. Yeah, you've already got motion And Yeah, and so you could hold one like a nunchuck and hold the other like you were pointing it, like the remote. So
1: Yeah, so um, I, I think we're definitely going to get a virtual console announcement. They'll They'll flesh out that whole... Uh, plan. I, I really don't think they're going to go past E3 because people keep demanding it. Nintendo fans love to rebuy the old classic games and bring it with them on the systems. You know, I, I, for one, don't really care that I keep having to buy it. It doesn't bother me. I know some people get upset that they I, have to buy it over and over I again. I have
0: bought the original Super Mario Brothers countless times. And, you know, I mean... Uh, I'm sure I'll buy it again at some point. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: because I love the idea of being able to take it with me to work. And I mean, you can do it on a 3DS, but the Switch is so much nicer than the 3DS. The screen, the 720 resolution.
0: I mean, if it comes out on Switch, I'm sure I'm going to buy it. It's yeah, super two more hard, insta-buys
1: though. right here. We're definitely going to be picking those up. So you're going to get Virtual Console. Um, uh, just moving over to Microsoft, I think uh, Scorpio, or whatever it is they're going to call it, I'm sure it's not going to be Scorpio.
0: No, oh, yeah, just
1: code name. Yeah, code name Scorpio. They'll uh, any any predictions to what you think they'll call it?
0: <sighs> no, and like X, <laughs> Xbox Two. You know? no, well, <laughs> was, they
1: went X, they went Xbox, and then they went Xbox Three Sixty, and then and Xbox then they One. They went back to Xbox right. <laughs> One, and now what are they going to do? Is it going to be like Xbox One Two or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the, Xbox One Thousand. Or will they, uh, will they go the PlayStation around and just call it like the they won't call it a pro obviously because that's what PlayStation's already done but maybe they'll call it like the uh, Xbox Elite or Ultimate or something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to yeah. give it the next iteration of genre, like it won't be the Xbox 2 because they're iterating on the power of it. You know like I don't think it's like their next big Microsoft thing even though they're, they need it to be. Probably they should just market it as the next Xbox and not put a pro tag on the end of Maybe
0: it. Maybe they'll just say, fine, we give up Xbox 3.
1: Yeah, well, they, they've definitely lost, you know, the PlayStation's way ahead of them. Uh, Nintendo is the new kid on the block. They're they're killing it, you know, and uh I just, that's not my prediction. Scorpio's for sure going to be there, but I think you're going to see Crackdown 3, which is uh, an exclusive uh, from the Microsoft that we've seen a couple years in a row at E3, like little bits and what is, of
0: uh... It. Was it Crackdown that they tricked everybody into buying because it had a demo of Halo Three? It was.
1: <laughs> that was the reason why most people bought it. Is you got an early beta. I like, didn't. I didn't fall for it. <laughs> I did, and, I, and I'll tell you what. I really liked Crackdown. But, but I liked Halo Three though. Crackdown, I thought, was a really fun game. I got a lot of hours out of playing it, and I, it felt like a real, like, kind of baity thing to do. Like, all right. I, you know, yeah, I remember.
0: Gonna... I remember when that was announced. I was like. Sons of God. bitches. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm not gonna play the Halo Three demo because I
1: ain't buying it. <laughs> All right. Well, you missed out on a really fun game. Yeah. Crackdown was a big game. Um, I never did play it. A lot of fun. Uh, I really got into it. And Crackdown Two came out because I guess Microsoft thought they had a pretty big hit on their hands. And Crackdown Two really wasn't very good. Um, they went in a whole another direction. They there were like zombies, and you know it. I guess because zombies. So, I don't oh, know. Whatever. Sorry was always. So. But yeah, the first crackdown was this kind of futuristic, um, you know, you, you were, uh, you were the, like the good guys, the cops, and you were going around this big sandbox world and you had all the like, you know, powered up weapons and uh, you would, you yourself would get powered up to where you could run really fast or jump really high. Uh, you could take out whole like, you know, mobs of uh, gangsters like in a whole neighborhood. You were so, you would get so powerful. It was a lot of fun. Uh, So, Crackdown 3, I think, is a game that, you know, Microsoft has kind of been, like, missing their exclusives here a little bit lately. Mm. I think Gears of War 4 was, um, I'm sure it was successful for them, but it didn't light the world on fire.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I bought it, and um, aside from playing it online, like, horde mode a little bit, I haven't even started. Toward. Yeah, I
1: still have yet to play the campaign. and I'd, yeah. I'd still be willing. To I want to.
0: Campaign. I absolutely want to. Yeah, I'm sure we'll just get just, around you know, to other it. Other things someday. happen, and I just I haven't even started it. Yeah. It's still actually sitting on top of my entertainment center because it's I, I'm keeping it visible so that I, you know. <laughs>
1: so you don't forget it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still in Celebrity? No, it's not still in Celebrity. No,
0: I, I have cut it open. Well, yeah, because I have played hard Mode. But, right. Yeah. I just had... And horde
1: mode's fun. It, it it felt you know I was getting some of those fun you know yeah a good time it had its hooks in me for a
0: little while yeah, so I like it. It just uh, you know I don't know if it's me or if that's just how you know the world is going. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's the fourth game and uh it, it I think it was better than three. It felt a little more fun like 2, a little bit better than 3, but then there was... Uh, 2
0: seemed like it was just like super long, like the campaign mode.
1: Yeah. Like it just dragged on. It was like more, it was like the sequel thing where you take what was really good and you just give everybody 10 times the yeah. amount of that. <laughs> so I think we'll see Crackdown 3. Uh, I know that Microsoft has, um, they were using it almost like as a techie demo kind of thing. Like they were using cloud computing to make the all of the environments fully destructible. That's kind of a big thing that game developers like to tout. Like, oh, it's fully destructible. The environment's mm, anything yeah. can be blown up. But you've yet to see any gameplay whatsoever. And then it feels like it's been about a year since anybody's seen been seen anything for Crackdown 3. So I think we're going to see a Crackdown 3, probably going to be a situation where it's going to be uh, heavily promoted with Scorpio or whatever it is they call it. Um, so those, those are like my. Uh, oh, and okay metroid (laughs) i think we're gonna get oh finally i think we're gonna get a metroid announcement of some kind whether it's gonna be a 2d metroid or a prime like uh 3d metroid either one will be everybody's
0: been praying for a new metroid prime for forever but personally yeah i would prefer the 2d
1: yeah well i mean everybody's wondering what retro has been up to and uh Retro hasn't released a game since around two thousand three, two thousand or two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, when they did Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And you know, I,
0: I couldn't get into that. It was, it seemed like a really good game, and I played it. But it's I just, an excellent game. I though. couldn't get into it though.
1: It's—it's it's a lot of fun. It's the most fun I've had a Donkey Kong game probably since the original. Well, uh, oh Country. actually,
0: actually, I'm not even thinking of Tropical Freeze. I'm thinking of the one that came out on um, Wii. No, uh, Tropical Freeze was the Wii, wasn't it, or was that a Wii U? Uh Wii U. But I'm thinking of the one on the 3DS, yes, Returns.
1: Oh, well, that's, yeah, the same studio made that. And that was what? a really excellent game, too. They,
0: they came out of it, but, like, very close, yeah. um, around the same time. Yeah, they did come around really but, close uh, together. But, yeah, I, could, I couldn't I get into that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: Retro did also another Donkey Kong Country game that was, I think, came out on Wii. And it was kind of a big deal and sold pretty well. Uh, so, really, Retro's been making nothing but Donkey Kong Country games for a while. Uh, they they were making the Metroid games for a long time. They did Prime One, Two, and Three, and then that was kind of their bread and butter for a while. And then they now they've been, you know, they've been making the other one of the other big Nintendo franchises. So maybe Retro is up to something completely different. It's not going to be Metroid, but I think it's going to be Metroid. Time will tell. Time will tell. It's this is probably the second or third E three in a row where people have just been convinced
0: that there's going to be a Metroid announcement. They just right. know there has to be.
1: Yeah, and with the Switch, you know, the the Switch is coming out really with Guns Blazing with uh, you know, obviously Breath of the Wild was huge, mm-hmm. massive hit, Zelda franchise, boom, they got that out of the way. Uh they they said well, we're gonna release Mario Odyssey, that's gonna come out in two thousand seventeen as well, right at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So boom, like two out of the, probably the three of the biggest franchises out there, you know, mm-hmm. they've right yeah. in the first year. Just
0: need Metroid now.
1: Yeah, now they just need uh, you know, a Pokemon game and oh, a uh, yeah. Metroid game. Which they
0: just announced Pocken.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, they had that Nintendo Direct, the, or the Pokemon.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, like we were talking about with the uh, Smash Brothers. It's just...
1: Yet another port. Here's, here's a
0: game we've already got. Let's port it over.
1: You know, I was, I was thinking, I had a thought, that, uh, that uh, people who didn't buy a Wii U are probably loving the Switch that much more because... Uh, yeah. the Wii U didn't sell very well yeah. 13 14 million uh, units out there by far Nintendo's biggest miss mm-hmm. especially after the Wii which everybody had a Wii
0: was bad marketing
1: bad marketing people um, didn't understand yeah they, they didn't really yeah this is pretty much it they didn't really understand like why why should I get a Wii U when I had a Wii
0: that felt like it was the same thing and just it just was a controller like a new controller yeah. The same thing.
1: Yeah, it just didn't hit. and it, Which is really a shame because I think we both would agree that the Wii U had some really good games come out for it. Mm-hmm. All that was really missing was the big titles.
0: It had, and it had so much more potential than what they actually used, too, but...
1: I mean, it got a Mario Kart game, which was big, and it got a...
0: Because it had that touchscreen that you could have used, like... Uh played like a Zelda game that had like the map on it.
1: And oh yeah, it, that would have been really cool. Think of the uh, the, the Wind Waker,
0: like HD remake, kind of, it utilized that. Probably the best I've seen of any other game, but it had potential that never got tapped into, I think.
1: Untapped potential with the uh, Wii U that you're now, I think, probably seeing in spades with the Switch. Like yeah. uh, The Switch is taking what I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen with the Wii, a fully portable uh, you know, controller with touch screens and, uh, you know, the, the better graphics, the HD resolution mm-hmm. graphics, and you're getting it even better.
0: That was one of the neat features of the Wii U is that some games that you could either play on the TV or play on, you know, the tablet where they took that one step further with the Switch, and it's just absolutely that you can take this tablet anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's no longer tethered by, like, if you know, 10, 15 feet or whatever. The the, the the bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you could take it all the way to the bathroom and then maybe then it would disconnect on you. uh, So... So few people bought the Wii U. Now, people are buying the Switch left and right. You, they can't keep them in the stores. Everybody wants one. You're getting all these excellent Wii U ports, and you're also getting these games that were designed for the Switch. Yeah.
0: So. And you're getting the games that were designed for Wii U that were
1: going to come out for Wii U that completely got bypassed, i.e. Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, that went right to Switch. And it, went to, it came out for Wii U as well. But it did.
0: I, it, they did the exact same thing they did with
1: Twilight Princess. It was being dangled
0: it, yeah they they you know it was in the development phase and it was going to come out on the previous system but then things switched over and you
1: know. yeah <laughs> things switched over but yeah. you know
0: and they promise you at first that that's not going to happen, oh, no, and they... that's exactly what happens. And
1: Well, it seems to me like Breath of the Wild was supposed to come out a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, I think it got delayed quite a bit. Yeah,
1: and I'm pretty sure that final year was Nintendo just waving the, the white flag saying, We give up. Uh, the Wii U was a complete and utter failure. We're going to put all our eggs in this new basket. And uh, it seems to be working, off, working out for them really well. Um, so yeah, th- those are my... Predictions. I think those are pretty safe predictions, with with the exception maybe of Metroid, which still could be a pie in the sky. Like, you know, they they say that the Metroid games don't traditionally actually sell really well. That it's just the hardcore fans that. Well,
0: might, I say I buy them, but I did never buy Metroid Prime Three. I don't know
1: why. It might have just been, you know, too much more that like once you get to the third. Yeah, iteration I, of any series. I
0: did end up getting it with the Trilogy. They have oh, for tri- the Wii? Yeah, Trilogy on the Wii. And so I ended up with, it with the updated graphics. Yeah, and- so that was and, and the, the motion control. I mean, that, man, playing Metro Prime with that motion control on
1: the Wii, it's great. So you like the motion control. Uh, well, see, I always wanted to avoid it. I was never really with some
0: first it. person like shooter games like Metroid Prime. I really liked it. But it can be gimmicky.
1: What did you think about playing the Zelda game? That, that was it. No, no, no. <laughs> you didn't like having to swing no. the. Yeah.
0: No, see, it's just not a fit. Yeah, There's not. where they're forcing in a gimmick, and it just wasn't a fit. It was better with Skyward Sword, where the angles that you could cut better, but still, no. And, it was a gimmick.
1: Speaking of things I would like to see, if they're going to continue with the uh, HD remakes of Zelda games, I'd like to see a Skyward Sword come out because uh, I didn't really yeah. ever play that. That was a game I'm wholly skipped. It's a good game. So those are the games that you know we're. I I fully expect to see, uh, if not a full like a gameplay trailer, maybe a teaser announcement trailer, something like even a logo like. And that's kind of what I, by the way, I, for a Metroid game, I think we'll probably just see very much a teaser. Yeah, like just, coming two thousand eighteen. Just to just, 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 just
0: let the people know it's coming, but not really show anything. Chill out, everybody.
1: Metroid's coming. We hear you. We we we've given you Zelda and 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 Mario. Give us let let us you know sit on a few of our cherished franchises for years to come, so we can continue to sell switches. But uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to do something a little different, maybe a little more interesting, more fun, is we're going to, uh, maybe, we're, we're going to provide, we're going to share with you guys some wishes.
0: Uh, what we'd like to see, but probably just aren't going to happen.
1: Yeah, like, it, they, these, these are things that could make sense, but uh, video game developers don't always do the things that make the most sense. Anyway. Well, and this
0: is one thing that I do think is still in the works but they're not going to show it yet is Tekken cross street fighter. Ever since street fighter cross Tekken came out, it was announced that, you know, just like SNK and Capcom when they both made their versions of, you know, there was Capcom versus SNK and there was SNK versus Capcom. A lot of them, yeah. That, you know, each company had their own version of it. Capcom had their version, street fighter cross Tekken. I did not like it. I, I, what didn't you like about it? I did not like. If you got time. <laughs> I, I did not like the way that Nam or uh, Capcom represented Namco's Tekken characters. They <clears throat> did not feel right to me. I I just the Street Fighter characters were just straight out of Street Fighter Four. So, so they didn't really do there's their nothing different there. But the Namco characters just did not feel right to me. So. W- Ever since then, I've been very interested to see how Namco handles the Street Fighter characters with Tekken Cross Street Fighter. And, you know, and years and years and years go by, and every now and then they'll throw out a little nugget and say, hey, just so you know, it is still coming. We Mm -hmm. are still working on it. So we'll see. But, you know, and then now. what What would you
1: say the odds are that you would see a game like that announced, like percentage wise? At this year's E3.
0: At this year's E3? uh, Probably none, because Tekken 7 just came out, and they had Akuma in Tekken 7, Mm. so we have got a taste now of how Namco will handle the Capcom characters, and and I've played, I bought Tekken 7, and I've played it, and I like Akuma, they've they've done well, so it just, it, it... it just makes me think even more. I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of them. But, like I say, Tekken 7 just came out. They're not going to make an announcement like They're that They're not going right
1: to cannibalize their own no. sales of a game that yeah, just they, came Yeah,
0: they've got to give Tekken 7 a little bit of time, run its course, and then then they'll make the announcement. But I think it's still coming.
1: Yeah, that, that would be uh, probably a 2018 game, like you said. But uh, it, it would be neat, you know, if... if I mean, they wouldn't just pop out with some DLC or anything, would they, adding more characters? Uh,
0: who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe throw in some more Street Fighter characters into the Tekken storyline. I don't, I don't know. But it, it was neat, though. And I haven't gone through the story mode yet, but they've really... Akuma is a part of the Tekken story. You know, okay, he's really a part of the story mode for. So Tekken they really 7. weaved him into the game. They have yes into cool. the, the lore and everything, so I mean, it's
1: cool. Maybe we'll do a uh, let's play on that. You could whip my butt. No, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. really not a Tekken player. I, I and, can and mash I... buttons pretty well, but uh, much more of a, a 2D street uh, fighting game. Yeah,
0: and, and I'm not as much a Street Fighter, but I like the
1: Tekken games. Yeah, you, so, you, you got pretty decent with some of the Tekken games, the Tishima games. Really,
0: uh, Tekken 2 was the peak, though, for me. Uh, and, and I played 3 quite a bit.
1: What about Soul Calibur?
0: I never, I mean, it, again, 2, I think, was the peak. Yeah. But, uh, well, it, it depends on how you say to. Soul Calibur was the sequel to Soul Blade. and That's right. Uh, so that's the one I'm actually thinking of not the game that's called Soul Calibur 2. Right, right. But, uh, yeah,
1: that that was the peak for me. So that would be cool if, you know, if we did see something like that, but we probably won't, which is why we're saying wish list things. Yeah. And since you've given one of your wishes, I'm going to go ahead and throw out one of mine. One that you may start to go a little blank when you want to hear me talking about it, but uh, I I would really, really like to see a new NCAA football game. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a few years. Um for those of you who didn't know that there was a, a big uh, courtroom battle uh, between a, a college basketball player, his name is Ed O'Bannon, uh, played for UCLA in the uh, mid-1990s, um, and around 1999, well after he'd graduated. The, the digital version of him, same height, same weight, his number, UCLA on the front, same skin tone. For all intents and purposes, it was him. But, mm-hmm. I mean, college players don't get any of that money, Uh, They're not allowed to get any money. They're just there. They get a scholarship to play. So there was always this weird kind of, you know, like the school could license uh, the the teams. The the NCAA could license the schools and the mascots and the arenas, but they were not allowed to use the actual players' names because they are amateurs. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, it's long story short. Ed O'Bannon takes this to court uh, and ends up suing Electronic Arts for a lot of money. Uh, so they they stopped making all of the NCAA football and basketball games, which is crazy because for about 20 years every single year there was a football and basketball game
0: i I remember you know seeing the games come out yeah
1: yeah it was just like a madden you know like there'd be that year and it would be mm-hmm. NCAA football well they've settled out of court you know they've paid their money and it's been a few years and i I would really like to see them return to uh, you know like make th- they've made things right monetarily for the players that were in these games and now I'd like to see them work something out to where we can get back to the you know NCAA football and <laughs> sure. basketball every year because uh, I really missed it I, I I enjoy the Maddens and I like the NBA two Ks but uh, this uh, we live in a college town mm-hmm. uh, so we really enjoy you know March Madness and and you know college football so. Even though I do like Madden, I do like those other pro games, I want to get back to playing you know, this year's version of whatever college uh, you know, games are out there. I really want to get back to that. So I don't think it'll happen. Mm-hmm. It probably never will come back, but it's been a few years. The dust has settled. Uh, they paid the money. I think it was like a $40 million lawsuit or something like that, uh, which is a lot of money, but those games also made a lot of money. So mm-hmm. money's out there. They, yeah. they could come back. A nice wish. It is just that. What about you? Any other wishes?
0: Um, yeah, uh, something else that I—it'd it, be neat, but I don't—I don't think it's gonna happen. That you know, this year is the 30th anniversary for Street Fighter, so
1: of the first Street
0: Fighter. of the first Street Fighter, not Street Fighter Two, right. but just Street Fighter as a name. And since Street Fighter One was such an awful, terrible game.
1: I think it would be neat. Did if, it come out for the TurboGrafx-16? Uh, the
0: the CD version of it, yes. Yeah. Never or, played it. Not uh, even an emulator. Or was record. it? Uh, yeah, I think it was Turbo. I think it was right. I think it was the Turbo Graphics. But they, we and know they nobody it, played. And they called it Fighting Street. Fighting but, Street. but it was Street Fighter One.
1: But it was before the craze of Street Fighter it, Two. Yeah,
0: so. you didn't really know what it was, because and I remember that um, you know I think Street Fighter Two had like just come out like recently or something and um, ninety one ninety two. Because, because I remember kind of being pointed to it that that's where it all started. And like, oh wow, so yeah, this? you know, that's for you. And oh, Sagat's the boss, Sagat's the last guy. You know, and I so recognize that, this guy. that's really where I first kind of heard about it.
1: It's got to be a good game, right?
0: But uh, yeah, so somewhere down the line, I, I actually got to play, and it's terrible. The guy so surprised. if you know, I think if they like did some kind of a you know remake, like. Uh, you know, remaster Street Fighter One like m- new engine and everything, and just redo it all. Oh, you
1: mean like a like a HD kind of remaster reimagining of that game? But a, a reimagining,
0: yeah, a reimagining because you can't you can't take. You can't just put pretty graphics over and top of it, it like, like they did, like, <laughs> you know, like they did for Ultra Street Fighter 2 where yeah. they just, you know, they put the new artwork over top. You cannot do that because it's just an awful game. It just wouldn't be an interesting game, even if it looked better. But if they remade it, and you know, and you, because uh, there are characters in there that you haven't ever seen in the newer Street Fighter games, like. Uh, well, oh, uh, who else uh, who in there? There. Oh, there was a lot of. <laughs> Joe, you know who, who's Joe? Now, uh, Geki. The, that ninja Geki. I mean, he'd be great to see again in a game. And uh, there's uh, like a Chinese guy, like Lee, I think. And
1: uh, of course, he's <laughs> real yeah. original with the names there.
0: <laughs> oh, and Mike, you know Mike. Mike is actually Balrog. I guarantee Joe. you that Mike is Balrog. But because of the having to the switch the names around and everything, they, they've, like, officially said that they're two different people now. And so Mike and Balrog are two different people. But when it all started, you know, there, there's no... Mike was intended to be Balrog. Do you think
1: we'll ever see, like, a collection of Street Fighter games? Well, I mean, we we already have. I well, mean, I mean, like a Street Fighter and a Street Fighter Two and a Three in a pack, like a single. Yeah, game. Well,
0: yeah. Typically, what they'll do is like a, an Alpha Collection and a you know Street Fighter Two Collection. Yeah, I don't know if they would do like a collection with
1: like an anthology or something. Yeah,
0: one, two, three, four. Because
1: then it would fit nicely into that. You you'd like to have it. You want to see it, but you maybe not necessarily pay for a whole game of that. But they could include it in with some you know, touch it up a I mean butt. Yeah,
0: and I think they could do it in a way like how uh, the original Art of Fighting did, where if you played the story mode of Art of Fighting, you could only pick as either Ryo or Robert. And you played through the story and you would beat, you know, these other people as you're making your way to the last boss. And Street Fighter 1, because you could only play as either Ryo or Ken, could be like the same way that if you're playing they can make kind of a story mode and just do that but have like a versus mode and for the first time ever be able to play as all the different people you could never play as before i think that'd be really cool
1: 30 uh, 30 years it's it's been time let's let street fighter one have its due uh, i mean that, that'd be cool i, I Wouldn't don't that e- be awesome if they like drop that bomb
0: i don't expect it but man what if they did yeah that well, would be what ridiculous that's all about some the
1: yeah. wishes I mean, these are wishes uh throw, throw street fighter one a little bit of love it's been 30 yeah. years man it's also been 30 years since the original castlevania you know game i mean
0: if you don't do it now when are you going to do it since it's 30th anniversary
1: you gonna be 40 mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. and uh i i have another wish although it's of all of these wishes this is probably the more likely of things to happen but um nintendo seems to more than not moved away from the motion controls I think they're trying to distance themselves from Wii and Wii U and the motion control thing, even though that some of the motion control still yeah. exists within some of the games. It's not a big selling point. They,
0: they seem to really be pushing that 1-2 Switch, but I'm but not... More for
1: the HD rumble than anything else. Like I've just
0: not been interested in
1: that. No, it looks know? terrible. <laughs> if that game were like $15, $20, I'm going to pick it up. It's
0: one of those party games that when you're with a group of people, sure, I'm sure it's fun, but it's also your. With, then after that's done, you're done with it.
1: It's interesting mm. that you mentioned the 1-2-Switch uh, game because uh, we most people agree, you and I agree also, that that should have been a packing game. Oh, yeah. And one of the most successful packing games, and really a Nintendo tradition, is to include a really strong title that showed the technology off really well, and it included as a packing game, uh, Wii Sports was a humongous mm. success for the Nintendo Wii came with it uh people we still play it to this day
0: now to be fair though um putting a pack-in game is kind of been hit and miss with nintendo because they did not with nintendo 64. because right? a lot of people act like
1: there weren't a lot of titles to choose from they couldn't just necessarily yeah get yeah, yeah i think they had mario 64 like a, and pilot wings yeah
0: nintendo did have a pack-in super nintendo did have a pack-in mm-hmm. nintendo 64 did not gamecube did not right um, no it didn't Yeah we bought uh, Star Wars That was around
1: the time When you stopped getting Two controllers In a packing game yeah. You just got The system And a controller And the power brick And then you'd have to Buy a launch game That came along with it Which is fine But uh, not to stray Too far off topic uh, I, I would like to see The return of The Wii Sports Uh, But you know, of course, they couldn't call it Wii, but they could call it like Switch Sports or Nintendo Sports, something. And
0: you know, with the Wii, I I think it was necessary to have that pack-in.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, it showed off what they were really going for with the motion controls superbly. Yeah. Maybe no other game touched it since.
0: You know, it'd be interesting to see how it would have done if it had no pack-in, because people would be like, "What is this? I don't understand."
1: Probably not as well, but uh, the Wii was uh, such an interesting console because it was so uh, accessible to all ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you could play it. Uh, younger kids could play it. Our our kids, you know, like grown men our age. We were in our twenties or early thirties or maybe when they came out. I don't know. We're old.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, like retirement homes play Wii bowling. Yeah, well, still Wii, do.
1: Yeah, I mean, people in their eighties and nineties are playing the Wii you know, bowling in the games. Like they it's it was accessible to everybody. And like you said, I mean if that didn't come packed with the Nintendo Wii, it probably would not have sold as well. Mm-hmm. It did have a Zelda game to sell along with it, which was big. But uh the Wii Wii Sports was something that people played everybody that, played
0: it. That they stole from GameCube.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they they brought it along. Oh, the game GameCube got it too, but as we've discussed, that okay. that was held back mm-hmm. for the Wii. Uh, I'm sure they didn't have any idea that the Wii Sports game was going to be such a massive thing. And then it yeah. wasn't just Wii Sports; they came out with a couple other titles too. There was like Wii Resort, uh, yeah, which later which was on when, that, when
0: they refined the motion controls.
1: That's right, uh, and it, it never really. I still would go back to the old Wii Sports game. I never really played the Wii Resort, which I think they had a more uh, robust bowling game in that too.
0: I never really noticed the difference in the bowling, but I like the archery. In the resort. That was yeah. fun.
1: So, you know, it, it was a big title for the Wii. Uh, I, I'd like to see uh, a new... I'd like to see, like, my, you know, Logan get it, you know, to be able to play, you know, the yeah. new sports titles. Like, he, he he, he, plays the Wii bowling and the tennis game. Like, whenever we do our, like, little church tournament thing or whatever, like, I'll mm-hmm. pull it out of, you know, the mothballs and hook it up and we'll we'll play the old games and he really gets into them so I'd like to see what they could do with the switch versions of those games
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and you know you you can always detach the uh, joy cons and use them like remotes in a way like they, they still have the uh, you know the ability to do motion control so I, I'd like to see a return of that franchise I'd like to see a sports game because uh, you know that it, it would be perfect for that mm-hmm. so anyways those are my wishes uh, those are four pretty interesting wishes uh none of them will probably happen. No, no, uh no, I, so. you know, like with the NCAA thing like I said, the money you know for the, for legal reasons that'll probably never happen. Uh Capcom is not going to What play. happened to
0: Capcom?
1: Man. Uh well that's a whole show man. We that's another sh- story too. Gosh, we we really could go down the rabbit hole of how how once Capcom was one of the greatest third party publishers. Glorious and
0: not so much now.
1: Konami, too. They were another golden, mm-hmm. you know, could do no wrong. And now they're in the same boat. They're, they still publish games. Uh, oh, I'd like to throw out an uh, E3 prediction that it's, um, you know, maybe I could have brought up previously. but and I, and I just thought about it. It's probably why I didn't bring it up until just now. But uh, the, the Capcoms, and we spoke of Capcom, the collection of the Disney Afternoon Collection. Right. Uh, I think we're probably going to see that come out for the switch you'll see a switch release
0: oh sure yeah, um, yeah.
1: because all of those games were nintendo games originally anyway yeah. it kind of blows me away that they didn't originally come out i'm sure for the switch done. i guess it was because a lot of um developers were treating the switch like they were doing a wait and see they weren't gonna you know dedicate a whole lot of money and yeah. time to porting games to that console because they just thought it could be another wii u so i, I think it's pretty safe to say you're gonna see Uh, possibly that mega man collection 2 that's going to be coming out
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh you may see a release for the switch for that as well um i i haven't read a whole lot about that but i'm assuming it's the mega man games that came out later that were uh wait like mega man x no uh like 8 9 10
0: oh like the playstation yeah the ones that were
1: like developed later on in life
0: well and then um was it nine that was the nes style no, uh, well, eight, nine and eight. 10
1: were NES style. Man,
0: seven was Super Nintendo, eight was PlayStation. Nine, I, was it, I guess it was nine and 10 that came out on like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 that were like NES style
1: i lose track of them anymore people right was <laughs> it's, it's such a long span of games like because yeah. playstation did really pick up that mantle and
0: but they, yeah when i when they do those collections i think it, it usually will go from like one to six and then seven up it gets forgotten mm-hmm. so yeah and they need to
1: do it's a weird time for the mega man games too because playstation also was putting out those like uh 3d mega man games and like there was the big three oh push. legends yeah.
0: Well, that, that's that's different. beast style together. Those are like RPG style games. Yeah,
1: they were like almost like mech games too, in a bit. More, or maybe I'm thinking of another. Well, game and
0: game. and there were like the Game Boy Advance. Um, what Point it, is, they uh, weren't Mega Man games. Like yeah. I never
1: looked at those as Mega Man games. Then they got back to the the classic, you yeah. know, two D style Mega Man games. Yeah. So those games are going to be released in a new collection. Uh, so I think we'll probably see those on the Switch too. So those are our E3 predictions and our wishes. Hope you've enjoyed them.
2: Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Oh, why don't we try a good old-fashioned stoning, eh? I'd kill to be stoned right now. Gets the crowd involved, doesn't it? I should like to speak to Victor and disembowel
1: I should like to speak to me. Pardon me. I, I, I'm not one to complain normally, but, but this basket's full of heads. The Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead, dead, dead men tell, tell no their tales. tales. Yeah, we saw that, and in true Bicky uh, fashion, we're reviewing it weeks later. no <laughs> Of uh, the actual release, so, you know, we can not worry about spoiling this movie. Yeah,
0: we, you know, life happens and we didn't see it the first week, so we saw it the second week. Yeah. But, uh, but you we yeah, be doing the just, same thing
1: with Wonder Woman, it looks like. Just share thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that, you know, they did the original trilogy, the Pirates of the Caribbean, with those characters, and it was a big success. And then they kind of, some time passed, and they were like, well, we want to make some more of these movies, so we got to get Johnny Depp. So they get Jack Sparrow. They didn't necessarily lock down, you know, Orlando mm-hmm. Bloom and uh, uh, Keira Knightley. Yeah, so. I mean, and it, they didn't even play, stri-
0: I, I, you know, spoiler alert that they are in the movie, yeah. but very little. And and that's okay, though, because you, you at least, it starts out referencing back to them. Mm-hmm. And like the whole movie is about their kid you know yeah and uh you know the turner's will turner's fate taking over davy jones's position that's how the movie starts
2: they- the cursed to the ship. that's why i'm here i think i know a way to break your curse to free you from the dutchman henry no i've read
1: about a treasure a treasure that holds all the power of the sea the trident of poseidon can break your curse
0: they- because their son wants to free him of that curse.
1: Yeah, watching this movie, uh, as, as it was wrapping up, I really had the same... Th- I felt that this movie was more of a, a follow-up of the third movie than the last movie was a follow-up of the third movie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Stranger Tides felt like a bit of a one-off. Uh, this one feels like a continuation as, in, as a bit. Uh, the, the continuity kind of stretched out a little bit more from the third to this one. And I think that's why I really like this one more than I like Stranger Tides, is because of that. Um,
0: yeah, I was happy with it because it, it just it really tied things together. I felt like.
1: Yeah, so you know you got the uh, the I forget the kid's name
0: now, uh, Will Turner's son. <laughs> yeah, I forget his well, son's name too. Anyways, Young so Turner,
1: young Young Turner. Uh, you know we're not we're not gonna break the movie down like we did with uh, Covenant, but uh, they they found a way to get Jack back in the fold. You know they're they're gonna go out and find this trident, this treasure that's gonna release all of the curses of the sea. Um, including you know Will Turner from uh, the Flying Dutchman, he wanted to see, he wanted mm-hmm. to be back. You know, he wanted to get his dad back. Obviously, a kid would want to get their dad back. So Break them right at the that, curse. Yeah, so you're right, you're on board with this kid right off, and you know the, it doesn't hurt that the kid too is pretty likable. Uh, he's got all those same kind of. Uh, he has the nobility of Will Turner, totally Will Turner's kid, and uh, they they even bring in a girl. Um, the I forget her name too. The, the, <laughs> the horologist. <Starble>. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're already forgetting the character's names, but it doesn't matter. You know, she she played her character pretty well. She yeah, served yeah, her purpose. I liked her. Uh, she was a strong character. She wasn't, like, just a damsel in distress. In fact, she really was, like, you know, took charge a lot.
0: Yeah, a very, very strong woman character that really played against that she was of science and of that time period you know that yeah oh, fact, well you're a witch you know because yeah, part of the story because is you're a smart girl
1: the uh the brits are kind of tracking her down throughout the movie uh because she is a witch and they're also trying well to, they think this though they think she's yeah. a witch right Sorry. she's not <laughs> she's a woman of science obviously we're meant to know better but uh uh, you know, back then, if if you were a little different, uh, you were a witch. Yeah. And she was most definitely different. Uh, in fact, she even has a scene where she walks into that guy's telescope room or whatever. And he says something like, no one's handled my... Uh, you know, yeah, I forget uh, what he called A it. woman has <laughs> touched my telescope. <laughs> no one has handled mine. I forget the line. Yeah, it was yeah. It was cheeky. And there yeah. was a lot of that humor in this movie, which I dig. My calculations are precise and true. I'm not only an astronomer, I'm also a horologist.
2: <gasps> mm. No shame in that, dear.
1: You know, it wasn't the kind of, it wasn't like senseless dick and fart jokes that a, a teenage boy <laughs> would really. It, they were, they were, they were towing that line, but very much. But, accepted.
0: but my favorite line of the movie, though, is you know they're they're talking about they're they're referencing back to Barbosa's character and how. You know the time has passed, and he he's kind of like taken over the seas. He's got like a fleet of ten ships now, and all this wealth and everything. And he's this feared pirate now because he's taken over uh, Blackbeard's ship, the uh, the the I forget its name now, but Queen Anne's Revenge I think is its name. But uh, anyway, the rumors have it, you know, that the that he has eighteen pound cannonballs and and Jack. Drag- it was the funniest line in the movie. Jack is like a one-legged man with eighteen-pound <laughs> balls. No wonder he walks funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that got a that got a big laugh. And uh, so, you know, it the humor was totally there. I, I thought the uh, the action was really good. Um, I, it, it, and you know, to be honest though, I was a little bit eh, iffy on the action because the scene where you know he's robbing the safe and it's dragging that.
0: No, that was just ridiculous. This, yeah. Fun, fun ridiculousness.
1: Yeah, it was like, you know, like in a sequel, you know, in a franchise, they're going to try to one-up the scenes from the previous movie. That one didn't really work for me. All of the other, all the other action scenes really worked for me.
0: They've done, you know, silly things before. Uh, Like, like in, which, was it two that, you know, they're fighting on the, uh, like the, was it a water wheel that was spinning around? Right, right. They've done such
1: things. And that that really worked for me. But since that was so good, you know, like they do, they have to try and up. Uh, and there, that the the house being drugged through the streets of yeah, the day, it was very much like a, all right, you know. And, the, and
0: it, it was rather long, too. It, it did it go on kinda, for a It went time. on for a while. That yeah. cost a lot of money. It was fun.
1: It was fun, and that's the point of the movie. Was, the point of this review is I'm, I'm recommending it. I think it's really good. Uh, it, to me, was up there. It, it stands along with all the other first three pirate movies i definitely enjoyed it whereas yes. i felt stranger tides was okay for the moment yeah like, and
0: I, you know i mean i i enjoyed stranger tides but it just it, it felt like a one-off it wasn't the same yeah. and this went
1: back to that Yes, went. they they, they kind of corrected yeah. they righted the ship no pun intended uh and uh i i really liked that they the ways they worked in will turner and uh elizabeth shaw like Although I thought they could have given maybe Elizabeth Shaw a little something more to do in the movie. She did just sort of come in at the end uh, to, to kiss Will at the very end of the movie. Elizabeth Shaw is Prometheus. Oh, wait. You're right.
0: <laughs> What's her name? Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley. Her name is Elizabeth, in which now would be Elizabeth Turner. Okay. I don't remember what her name was before. My my point being is like,
1: you know, she didn't have a whole lot to do. It's not that like Will had a ton to do, but at least he, he served a little bit more of a purpose as far as, you know, his son.
0: Yeah, I mean he didn't need to be there. He he was he was the goal. You know, yeah. the so free of the curse. Right. And so he shows up at the end because he's now been freed of the curse.
1: Yeah, and Elizabeth just shows up because she's yeah. so happy that he's free from the curse.
0: Exactly. And so it was a touching moment and, and everything tied together.
1: Right. And there was the little scene at the end of the movie after the credits where they were like lying in beds, canoodling. Uh, yeah. And, uh, spoiler, uh, they, they kind of teased... Um,
0: that, you know, maybe Davy Jones is still around.
1: Yeah, which... Since we bring that up, one thing that a little bit confused me, and I think maybe confused you a little bit, too, was um, since they freed the curse, with they broke the trident, they freed all the curses of the sea, including the Dutchman, all, you know, the Dutchman's back, everyone's human again. Uh, Baby they,
0: Jones, you didn't really see him, but you, it looked like shadows. Well, you saw the Well, tentacle. Oh, you did, you saw his... Claw. You saw his claw. And, but And you saw the tentacles and shadows. Yeah, and you saw
1: like the little like... Uh... So
0: so it looked like still his form. And that's the big question is well, all curses were broken, so why is he still in this form? Right. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess they'll try and explain that. I
0: don't know. But the other thing that really got me wondering too then, because they really made a big deal in the third movie at World's End that there there must be somebody in the role of Davy Jones's role that ferries the dead to the other world and so if turner is broken of this curse who who's doing this job now and what happens if somebody dies what happens to the dead nobody's ferrying them to the other world so does nobody die so like a statute of limitations does,
1: like a dead period a, a date period yeah know, so
0: right? so that kind of raised the question like well what happens because it, it was kind of in the lore that um that position there there must be that position right so i don't know
1: and, and they had to have they had to have something for the third movie i guess or the sixth movie i guess if you want to count it all together, but. I, I think they're considering this a trilogy, a second trilogy. I, yeah,
0: I think there's supposed to be more.
1: they got to save Davy Jones for that. So they, they couldn't necessarily turn him back to human. they got to, like, he's got to be...
0: So, questions to be answered for sure.
1: Questions to be answered for sure. Uh, it's it's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, it
0: didn't ruin the movie in, in it, any way. And really, I think the only other thing I kind of wondered about while watching the movie was that when you first uh, meet up with Barbosa, and you see, you know, and he's, he's on, and, and I'm assuming, I don't know if it was clearly shown that it was Blackbeard's ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. It, it might have, because I know a lot of times they would show the name like on, on the back of the ship and you'd see right. it, but I, I don't remember for sure remember that was there or not. That it was shown in uh, Stranger Tides that it had like supernatural powers, and that Blackbeard's sword—you could control the rigging and everything with his sword—and he never utilized that. And we even saw the sword in action. We saw the sword, and I was very happy that they then did go back and reference it, and they were—they freed the Black Pearl. With yeah, it. the pearl is back. But um, that was neat that that was like the only thing really is i really like that scene
1: too where it was like in the little bottle and they uh, smash the bottle and it's like a little toy and it's growing and then it gets to like they they kind of have like a forced perspective where you think it's full size. yeah and then you, like you thought it had already grown it. and it's still little <laughs> it, it was bigger than it was but it wasn't still quite the full blown pearl size that was fun yeah. i like it. it was a really good
0: silliness thing. but fun
1: yeah this the movie silliness worked for it in every way except for the one scene with uh Oh, the wedding the, scene. The wedding scene. Yeah, they
0: get kind of marooned on that island. and uh,
1: I had one bone to pick, really, with the movie. It was that that was unnecessary. It's
0: totally unnecessary. That whole portion could have been cut because it could have just been, you know, they get to this island, which the island could very well be deserted. They needed to be on the island but, to escape uh, Salazar. Because Salazar, they could not walk on land. Right. And Barbosa could still catch up with them on the island, right. but did not... The way that it was,
1: yeah, yeah, it was just like they—it's like it patted the movie, and it was supposed to be funny, uh, and it was just like couldn't be more obviously uh, a man,
0: yeah.
1: and, and dressed like a woman. So the necessary. the the one character I I guess is in previous pirates movies, like Sparrow. He always runs into these shady characters, and you're always meant to know that they're they were in previous movies, but I didn't recognize him. You are talking about like the one the, the guy looks like a,
0: the brother. The, yeah the, of the of the man trying woman.
1: to trying to get jack to marry his sister
0: yeah i don't know if he anyway. was supposed to be somebody or the witch like the actual witch seemed like she was supposed to be somebody but i didn't yeah i need to go
1: back it. and i'd like to rewatch. like with any good sequel like makes me want to go back and rewatch some of the original mm-hmm. movies this did that for me yeah, so there's I, quite
0: a few things that i i wasn't familiar with but i felt like i was supposed to be
1: yeah, I really felt like that she was a character that if she if she wasn't in Stranger Tides, which is possible she could have been because I don't remember a lot about that movie. It wasn't
0: Calypso that was in two and three. Yeah, so.
1: she must have been in Stranger Tides, and I, like I say, I just don't remember a lot of that movie. It was very mm. forgettable. It, all I remember is Jack Sparrow was in it, and it had uh, what's the girl? Um, oh,
0: oh Penelope Cruz. Penelope
1: Cruz, yeah, very pretty. Uh, Fine for the movie, but just did nothing to fit into the the tales of the ongoing adventures of Jack Sparrow. Forgettable, as we've said. But yeah, um, Salazar, what did you think of his character?
0: I liked him. He's pretty good? Javier
1: Bardeen? I liked him, yeah. Nobody plays a creepy bad guy like Javier Bardeen. Sparrow! (laughs) 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 Uh, but I, I like the special effects that, you know, from, like, the way hair and, like, meant to be like he was under sea, I guess, I, It kind
0: of made me wonder, like, what's the difference between how he died at the Devil's Triangle and the curse of the Black Pearl, you know, when they had stolen those coins? Uh, you know, because they were, like, zombies, I guess. But what, what was the difference between, like, the two curses, I guess, because they appeared very different yeah but and i guess on the black pearl curse it was only at moonlight that they would appear as like skeletal and yeah from the very first movie Uh, otherwise they appeared normally these
1: characters didn't really have that effect they were just deteriorated in a way and they were always like that i
0: guess what the difference was uh like barbosa's men did not die at that time they just were cursed Salazar's men had died. They had shipwrecked. And a very right traumatic kind and had of way. Died. And, yeah,
1: that, and that was a cool scene too, by the way, where they, they uh, Salazar was remembering, they, they tell in a flashback, a young Jack Sparrow. How yeah, first so you,
0: you get kind of an or, origin story of, of both of them, actually.
1: Did, did you... The, the voice of Sparrow, did that not sound like Johnny Depp's voice over top of that actor? Because like, it sounded like...
0: You know, I was trying to decide if they... Did some CG effect. Oh, younged him up a little bit, yeah, like in the Marvel universe. I, yeah, I wondered if it was him, but they just did look like digitally him. made it look very young. I, yeah. don't, I don't
1: know. It, it certainly sounded like him. Yeah, and uh, you know, he, and he he definitely looked very young. So it's if they if they didn't young him up, they found an actor that looked a lot like yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he'd... but that that was an effective scene where you see Salazar's men get lost in the triangle. Uh, you know, you get that origin tale of of Jack Sparrow and how he became the captain for the first time. Yeah,
0: and it was fun to see um, his men give the offerings and so the tribute. All, all yeah. Of it, yeah, the tribute. Yeah, to, you see him get that hat. All the the stuff that he you've always seen like he has always had that bone yeah, and know, his hair. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that that was, was the
1: beginnings of Jack Sparrow, and that was kind of a neat thing. You know, it was only a few minutes long, and they didn't make a huge deal out of it, but. Uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit, and and the big well, I wouldn't say it was a big surprise. You kind of saw it coming from a mile away. But the uh, the 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 scientist oh, uh, girl yeah. uh, ends up being the uh, daughter of Barbosa. They mm-hmm. kind of play that up a little bit in a pretty satisfying little.
0: And and I I think it was right around where the audience is starting to realize that they they gave it away at the same time. I think very close that. Without saying it in so many words, but it's kind of like a nod to Barbosa and Jack that you know don't say anything kind of a thing. Right. But yes, it's true. Don't say anything to her.
1: Very good movie. I like the I liked all of the characters. Um, how they brought them back into the movie. All the action scenes were really good. Uh, some a bit more over the top than others, but. Um, you know two thumbs up for me yeah I definitely do. go check it yeah. out strange uh dead intel if, very... if
0: you're a fan of the of the series absolutely
1: yeah, yeah don't don't let the uh, reviews stray you from seeing it uh, sometimes like i can't help but get swayed by seeing like a rotten tomato score or a metacritic and they're low mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easily one of the more enjoyable movies I've seen this summer.
0: If you enjoyed the first trilogy, but maybe four turned you off, and so now you're on the fence, yeah. by all means, go
1: back. Yeah, go back. It's definitely worth seeing. Um, so that that's the end of our show. Uh, you know, uh, E3 Stranger Tide, uh, not Stranger Tie. <laughs> it's Pirates of the Caribbean review. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that we are now uh, published on. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for the, uh, if you're audio listener of the show, if you don't just watch on YouTube, check us out there, I promised we'd be in that feed, now we are uh, also, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button, and uh we would really appreciate that mm-hmm. leave a comment down below if you have your own predictions for E3, or if you want to have a wish uh, if it's something that we didn't think of that you'd like to share, um Anything else you'd like to add to that?
0: See you next time.
1: All right, I've been Ron Avis. This has been Nick Wright. And uh, thanks for watching BitGeek Podcast.